right, so basically we're just uh, catching up with um, Pete Sands here. His uh, issue is coming out um, September 15th, and um, we're going to be finding out a lot about him. The first, the first part of the interview, we were talking basically about his, uh, his music and Dirt Dance Floor, and today we're going to be talking to him more about some of the creative stuff that he's got going on, like his, uh, his radio show. So what's up there, Pete? What's up, man? <laughs> hey, so tell me about the uh, the radio show that you guys got going on. How did that come about? Well, uh, you know, in all, in all honesty, we were, uh, me, my buddy, uh, Mr. Too Long, and my brother, Rufus J., we were Mr. at the... Too Long. <laughs> yeah, we were here at the bar, and we were just talking, and my buddy Too Long was like, hey, you know what, we should start a podcast or something. You know, just just like this, where we talk about anything. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. And uh, next thing you know, he bought a mixer, and he, he's like, yeah, you guys got to buy some mics. I said, I already got a mic, man. And uh, they bought mics. I said, oh, I guess you guys are serious about this. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right. You know, I was like, all right, let's do it then. So I set it up. I put the pictures up. <clears throat> I set up the program, the mixer. And my buddy, uh, too long. He bought most. We bought all the equipment together, and uh, we sh- we shot our first episode. You know, the, the whole emphasis about this whole podcast was to was just at first was just to have a good time and just take the podcast wherever we can. Yeah. Like, uh, and it be- we and then I didn't think we gained as many listeners as quickly as we did. And um, how many listeners do you guys got right now? I mean, right now we got about, it ranges, I think the highest amount of listeners we had was like 120. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't bad at all. We used to broadcast events live at our uh, at our studio when we were put, uh, putting on the Brutal Music uh, concert series. And yeah. uh, I don't think we've ever hit 120, so congrats. <laughs> Thanks. It's just It just comes from the people that we all know, I guess, because I share the hell out of everything and I can... Just keep asking. I don't know. I mean, just the way that uh, the feedback we get from people, where it's like, you know, it's, it's really funny what you guys talk about, and uh, it it really brings everything home. Like, you know, it's you guys are Navajo, but your audience is, whether they're native or not, they understand what you're talking about. Right. So, so, so what are some of the uh, the topics that you guys talk about? <laughs> well. Uh, we go from sports to politics to entertainment, like movies. Then we have little segments in between. Like one of the shows I was talking, we were talking about proms on the Navajo Nation. Proms? <laughs> I was like, when you, yeah, like when you went to prom, <laughs> what was the song that you danced to to everybody? Like you say till the last minute to where you didn't say nothing to that girl until that last song. You're like, okay. <laughs> This, this is the time. This is the last song. I've been waiting for this, and I'm gonna go over there. And you know, we played. I played a couple of songs that the guys were talking about. And it was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> and it was, you know, it's just funny reliving old memories, I guess, and having people chime in because we have a little message board that uh, our listeners can uh, leave messages on, or they can chat with us during the show. So, do you guys? When you guys, um, all right. So let's fast forward a little bit. So you guys. Every, everybody uh, pitched in, put in their pieces of, of uh, the hardware and the software. And then let's fast forward to Skinwalker Ranch. How did you guys <laughs> uh, 
make it mobile so that you guys can travel around. I, I assumed you guys were just broadcasting like through Ustream, like carrying around your iPhones or something or whatever. But the, mm -hmm. way you're, the, the way you're describing it sounds actually a little bit more technologically advanced than my caveman brain can, <laughs> can see. <laughs> well, when I, when I first talked to uh, Too Long about this, I asked him, I was like, you know, if we're hey, what's really up with that name, this... Too Long? Is he like uh, prior porn star or some shit? <laughs> it's just something we've called him ever since he was a kid. Uh -huh. Just stuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go but, ahead. But I talked to him. I said, you know, if you if you really want us to do this and you want me to be in it, then we have to make this to where we can go where anywhere we want. We got to make it mobile, and we got to be able to set up quickly. And if we have to put it away quickly, if we have to run from something. <laughs> what 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 were you already expecting to run from? What is that about? You know, the places I had in mind were like, you know, people might think we're trespassing on their land or... Oh, okay. So dogs. you wanted to be able to like do it kind of like combo, army combo style where you got it in your backpack <laughs> and you can do your stuff, shoot from the hip and then boom, we're out of here. That kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, exactly. All right. So when we, went, when we went to Skinwalker Ranch, it was a Saturday night, which we broadcast every two weeks. Yeah. And uh, it was the last night of the Thunder Country Festival that I did. And so we planned it accordingly to where we would already be out there. Okay. Your audio cut out. Um, your, well, actually, your frame froze up there for a second. But um, for those of you guys tuning in, I don't know if we're going to be able to get him back online. Okay, there he is. But uh, for those of you guys just tuning in, you got to bear with us because we don't have a ton of funding behind us. So whenever I broadcast doing uh, video interviews with anybody through Skype, I'm at Skype's mercy and at my local internet speed. That's why it's important for all of us to join together and fight these mega corporations that want to take over the internet. We got to keep the internet free so that we can do stuff like this so that um, Pete can do continue doing his his, uh, his uh, crazy uh, radio show that we're talking about right now. He's, he's discussing what it's like, you know, um, being a radio broadcaster on the move, running from Yannick Loshi's skinwalkers and, <laughs> and from uh, shooting people or whatever. So, so okay, so you guys are out there. You're the last night of the, the country uh, uh, festival, and you uh, you guys are already out there. So you what, 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 what happens? So me, uh, my, me and my brother, uh, Billy Gunn, Billy Gunn D, we like, we're going to scout a location first. So we left first. You guys all sound like a bunch of porn stars out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's nicknames, man. <laughs> so we scouted out. We left before the other two vehicles, and we went to uh, Fort Duchesne. And we went out there, and we're like, and I read on the Internet, I was like, because I was researching before that, and I was talking to some locals, where's the best place? And they said, the best place to go where no one will bother you is a place called the Southern, the Southern Vantage Point. So we found it. We were there before anybody else, and we were like, oh, this is a really good place. You can see the ranch from here, and Skinwalker Alley is just behind us. Right. So we're like, we're right in the middle. <laughs> and so the, the other guy the other guy showed up. We set up. We got the mixer running. We got the mics tested, audio. And then something happened to where we were just like, just broadcasting, talking, looking, and then something happened with our mixer where it wasn't working, where our mics cut out, and I was like, this is weird. I heard, when I was listening to you guys, some, you guys saw something out there, because you guys, weren't you running for a little while or something? No, no, we were we were out there because there was this car that just kept driving by uh -huh. on the road that was in front. We parked at an angle to where you couldn't see us from the road, 
but uh, but this car just kept going. Then it stopped in the middle, just right there, and just. And this is just outside of uh, Skinwalker Ranch, right? Yeah, this okay. is right outside Skinwalker Ranch, and they they busted out a spotlight and they started spotlighting around. Like, Holy shit, you yeah. know. <laughs> and uh, pretty soon they took off, and we're like, okay, we're in the clear. But this was a road like there's a lot of like semi trucks going, but there's a lot of oil rigs around. Yeah. So there was constant traffic, but this one was kind of shady. But me, me and Billy Gunn were looking towards the west. Well, everybody was looking towards the east, and that's when we saw that that little light just come out of nowhere in the middle of the sky, like this little orb-looking thing. This is after our mixer died on us. That's what it was. Yeah, you guys were pointing at something. You were saying, "Holy shit! You see that?" Uh... Because I know <laughs> yeah. you guys you guys were walking or running or something Because I was listening to it and I was like I gotta see what these fuckers are up to out there the middle of the fucking boonies <laughs> So we're out there and we see this light And it's just, and it moved And it just stopped And we're, me, me and Billy Gunn Were looking at each other like Is this, Do you see what I'm seeing, you know <laughs> And then the other guys Turned around because they see what We're talking about it And right when they turned around that's when it took off And just disappeared and that's when they were like, no, that was just a flying star or there's a falling star. <laughs> <laughs> the flying star. We're like, no, man, you didn't see it. It it came out of nowhere. It stopped in the middle of flight, paused for a second or two, then it took off. That's some but, crazy uh, stuff. But uh, the funny thing, the, the weird thing about so, hold, it is hold like, on, hold on, before you get to that next part, because what was the feeling when you guys were out there and you were seeing this? I mean, what were you thinking? What was going through your mind? You know, I can honestly say that I was the only person that was excited to be there. Yeah, everybody else didn't want to be there. Everybody else didn't want to be there. Were they apprehensive or were they just like reluctant that they want to go home and just uh, go to sleep? Or, or do you mean like they were scared to be there? I think they were just, yeah, like reluctant. Like they didn't, like they read about it. Yeah. But it's one thing to read about it and actually be there. Right. And I think they really just want to hurry up and get it over with and leave. Oh, that's not cool. I would have stayed out there all night drinking with you guys. <laughs> what was your feeling, though, when you saw the, the light, the orb? I was excited, man. Scared? Any any, any fear at all? Was it just mostly, no like, fear, curiosity? I was, just, I was just like, man, we. I hope this is, this is what I came here for, you know? Right. Not anything, you know, if, if nothing else happened, I would have been disappointed. Right. But since we got to see something, I was, I mean, after that happened, everybody got scared. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, man, let's... Let's stay here all night. Let's camp here. But they're like, no, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, chickens. So what was it that, okay, so so were, were they more afraid of, like, what they saw with with the light? And um, was the light the same thing that you guys saw earlier, like the, the flashlight, you know, like the uh, uh, the spotlight that somebody was shining on you? Was, was there a connection, or what do you think? I don't know, because, you know, at the, at the gate of the ranch is blocked off. There's, right. like, Motion sensor cameras, there's signs there that says, do not trespass, you'll be persecuted, you know? Yeah. And we were there early, a month before, and we scouted this place out. But that night, we seen like a big, like an army-looking truck that pulled up to the to the fence. And it opened, and they, they cruised in. And, um, and the light happened, and those people spotlighting around. And after the orb disappeared, the weirdest thing happened is all the dogs were quiet. Like, there were no animal noise. There's dogs around us. There's horses. There's sheep. There's cows. But after that order, there was nothing. It was just, like, dead silence. 
which was uh which crazy. added to the uh the thrill yeah 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 <laughs> no I, I love stuff like this because like uh um you know like all right so growing up on the res right i i, uh, I had a very influential part of my life where i grew up like deep in the res in a, a place called little water on, on the navajo res and uh uh no electricity no running water so you 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 get used to going outside to take a piss or take a take a dump <laughs> at an outhouse right and yeah. uh and you have to do that there's you can't go inside there's no running water and no electricity there's no uh tollable so yes. when you're growing up you don't really you're not really scared of going outside or the dark or whatever right it's it's until you move to the city when you start watching all these crazy movies about ufos <laughs> and skinwalkers and you start hearing the the urban legends uh about skinwalkers and all these shapeshifters and stuff then you start thinking like holy crap i was out there <laughs> so when you when you look at these things I wonder if it's the same thing the way I look at it. I look at it with a kid's mind. I'm, I'm still always going to be a kid at heart. Do you look at it with a kid's curiosity? Like, I want to know. I'm just curious. I want to believe that whole Mulder kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I grew up the same way, similarly as you, where, you know, out in the sticks, no running water, yeah. no electricity sometimes. But uh, I, was, I was raised very traditionally. Uh -huh. So I grew up with the stories of like all the mythology that you can think of, I I heard it all. Yeah. And then I've heard the stories, I've heard the creations, all these creatures. So as a kid, I was left alone a lot. Yeah, yeah, same here. And uh, I I would sometimes I'd go outside and you just hear things. <laughs> you'd be like, whoa, what was that? <laughs> and, uh, as there's a certain like I used to write these stories and I was still in college. I call it Tales of Forgotten Son, where it was like kind of like these supernatural kind of things that I've experienced. Yeah. And uh, when people read them, they're like, oh, that's crazy. I'm like, did you really, did you really see this? Did this really happen? But yeah, you know, I say I can tell you, but I, I can't make you believe it. You know. I can is that part of why you. the? Um, is that part part of why the uh, the radio station thing or or like like the broadcasting? is important to you because you want one to understand and to to see and experience what you possibly don't fully understand you know the supernatural we all don't fully understand it right and two possibly could it be part of it to show other people see i told you that stuff was real <laughs> is, is is could that be like a combination of the reason or what do you, why do you think that it, uh you you have this uh you play dark country you you have a dark ambiance. I mean, right now, like with the light behind you, you got this hair, and then you got the uh, this fascination with being out there in the dark, and uh, you know what I mean. So, what what what's the uh, the thing that's pulling you into that whole area? It's just uh, you know how they say like you don't. There's things that you just don't understand. Yeah. You know you fear what you don't understand, but to me, it's basically, I fear what I do understand. Because sometimes what I understand doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> but, you know, the things that, with, that are intangible, like things you can't touch, like something you, you feel like you've seen it, maybe. So why not go after it? So it's like I have this, we have this podcast now to where we can go places where there's certain things like supernatural occurrences or some kind of paranormal activity to where we can uh, sort of entertain ourselves as well as enlighten others. And it's uh, nightly trucking sessions, right? 
Yes, the nightly trucking sessions. Comes out Plus every the, two weeks. We drink during the show sometimes. <laughs> What's that? We have a couple beers during the show sometimes. Hey, throw out your sponsors. Oh, man. All right, we uh, camera froze up there again real quick. But for those of you guys uh, just joining us, um, we're an independent company. We broadcast as often as we can. Uh, we utilize uh, uh, technology like uh, Skype and Uvu and whatever else to get the job done. Uh, we don't got any funding from outside sources, tribal entities, government entities, loans or whatever. Everything that you see is brought to you by blood, sweat and tears and 20 hours a day of hard work and hustle. Um, right now, we're uh, talking to Pete Sands, who's on the cover of this magazine that you're looking at on the cover right here. Um, he's the founder of Black Kiss, and uh, he's also one of the uh, uh, founding members of a uh, online, I want to say paranormal radio show called Nightly Trucking Sessions. But I think it's a kind of a an overall uh, <laughs> ambiguous show. But, I mean, it, it sounds really interesting, and if you guys haven't heard it, I've, I've checked it out before. And uh, that, we're talking about the time when they were uh, over at Skinwalker Ranch, and they were seeing some lights in in the night and uh they were talking he was talking about how his uh porn star buddies well they all sound like porn stars all their names <laughs> <laughs> nightly trucking sessions i want you to give a, a shout out to uh your sponsors um if you can if you want to um this is your platform to do that and uh, i also want to find out about the because uh, we, we don't got very much longer left on the on the show today but uh, i want to also find out about what you guys got coming up um on the show in the in the next let's say month the next two shows that you guys coming up what do you guys got uh scheduled uh you know shout out to one of our sponsors is uh, roofer supply supply business here in uh, salt lake city mm -hmm. uh they sponsored me with some blackish shows and uh they sponsored us with the show as well a couple of times and uh the nightly trucking session shows are you talking about black kiss uh both man both okay yeah because they funded they helped me get to uh the thunder country festival oh nice yeah so that's you know i'm really thankful for that because they're probably my 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 main sponsor and every time i go to ask for help they always come through with me right through for me but uh, the show itself, the nightly trucking sessions, we're having a uh, we're having a show next weekend at the uh, Ogden Equinox Music Festival where I'll be playing Saturday. Uh huh. Next weekend we'll be broadcasting from there. What's uh, next weekend's date? Next weekend is the twentieth, night in September twentieth. Okay. We'll be there, broadcast from there with all the gypsies and fire dancers and whatever the hell they got out there. Right. To see whoever wants to talk to us. Okay. That's sober. Sober. <laughs> and uh, after that, we're going to head to the uh, Northern Navajo Fair, man. We're going to check out the uh, Shibrock Fair, I guess, what yeah. Navajos call Us <laughs> Navajos call I never, I've never heard a Navajo call it Northern Navajo Fair. <laughs> it's always called Shibrock Fair. Yeah, Shibrock Fair. We'll yeah. be there. I, uh, I grew up uh, basically in the Shibrock and, uh, you know, school and everything else, right? And uh, uh, I was born in the old PHS up there. I've been going to Shiprock Fair all my life. And people, when people ask me now, what come you don't want to go to the fair? I'm like, dude, when you grow up and you, all you got to do is just walk down to the fair and it's dusty and dirty and you got glonies and you got pigs everywhere. And uh, you go to the, out, you, the, the latrines, nasty as hell. People do not have respect for the, the situation down there. You know, like, clean up after yourself. You know what I mean? The, the problem I have with the fair organizers is 
you know, I we go to uh, like the Utah Arts Festival here in Salt Lake. Yeah. And they have an abundance of porta potties. Yeah. Like a whole bunch of porta potties, probably about ten times more than Shiprock Navajo Fair. There's right. not that many people right. at the Utah Arts Festival. And I'm thinking, why can't the fair organizers get more porta potties? You know what? Let, let me let me let me go on a little tangent about that real quick because I think it's up to people like you and me who are in the public eye to actually bring that about to people like their attention because for one thing and I might be wrong with this I haven't heard of the 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 owners of the Shiprock Fair ever given money back to the Navajo Nation to the Navajo people to the uh, any scholarships or anything like that they might so I might be wrong so if anybody out there is listening you know if I'm wrong point me in the right direction send me some links but one of the things that I have a problem with is the organization the traffic there's too many traffic jams um, there's uh, porta potties are a big problem and then the uh, man you would think after all these decades of having this fair down here somebody would get the bright ass idea to say you know what let's really capitalize on this by bringing non-natives into it and let's clean up the whole entire area let's build um, and I have this idea it's called Narbona Dome at, named after <laughs> Narbona right and yeah. this Narbona Dome is just this big ass facility right where you can have pro football games baseball games fairs it's on grass or you can have that uh, fake uh, astral turf on it whatever it is and then you can have like all these vendors going all the way around the whole coliseum and it's all safe and secure plenty of uh, restroom areas plenty of parking and you know we could have the uh, um, invite the olympics to play on the navajo nation at the narbona dome you know 2018 the olympics now at the narbona dome on the navajo nation <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> organize a little bit so that i mean whoever owns the shiprock fair because i have a strong feeling it's not the navajo nation i have a strong feeling it's not some navajo family i could be wrong and again if you guys are listening and if you know the true people have them hit me up you send me some links whatever it is we need to get to the bottom of this uh, and find out why the shiprock fair is so vastly under organized and it seems to be run by imbeciles i know i'm gonna get in trouble for that but the hell with it tell me what your views are on how you would change looks like uh we lost a connection with old pete there so uh we're gonna go ahead and uh, give him a call right back Yep, there he is. There he is. He's already uh, calling back right now, so looks like we're catching back up with him already. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get to the bottom of this porta potty problem. Yeah, we got to get to the bottom of this. We can't let those uh, Skype interruption uh, get in the way. <laughs> we're still connecting with this video right now. It's still uh, getting locked on. We don't get no uh, got no video from you uh, anymore. Uh, and I got an echo on your side as well. So I don't know if your, your audio came up really loud on your side or not. Well, uh, okay, there you go. The audio doesn't sound too bad now. Okay, there we got some picture. All right, so those of you guys joining in, we're uh, talking with uh, Pete, and uh, he's uh, talk he's a founding member of Black Kiss. We're talking about some of his uh, paranormal uh, journeys that he's been going through. We're also kind of having a bit session about the Shiprock Fair. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna wind the wind the uh, conversation down here a little bit. So tell me about some of the the fun things that you uh, look forward to doing in in the uh, in the coming year with the uh, music. Um, with the shows, I pr primarily in this episode, I really want to find out about your paranormal stuff that you got planned. Because if there, if you ever go down to Dulce, you've heard of Dulce, right? The the yeah. uh, where they have those Dulce caverns, uh, right? What's that? Dulce caverns. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. I will meet you down there if you guys go down there. <laughs> I'll take my cameras. I'll take my <laughs> my microphones. I will join you. Uh, I'll take my camping gear too. I'll join you guys uh, looking for these uh, caverns and these these aliens. The reptilians. The reptilians. <laughs> well, uh, you know the future of the podcast is very bright because we want to take it to like Dulce, like you said. Mm-hmm. Dulce, other places like. Uh, because the next, the next show we're gonna we want to shoot in October is this old abandoned hospital out in Monument Valley, Utah. Oh hell, that sounds freaky as hell already. I'm not going in that though. <laughs> <laughs> so you know my my team's already a little apprehensive. <laughs> oh hell yeah, shit. There's an abandoned school down here in the res, and we went over there to take photos. I went we I went walking in reluctantly, but I tell you, man, my, I was like a cur dog. My tail was between my legs. I was like, come on, come on, hurry, hurry, get out, come on. <laughs> we went to this abandoned warehouse here. I took my crew there, and man, they were they were shitting bricks because it was like dark and it's an abandoned warehouse and everything's part of it's burnt and there's some homeless people's stuff still there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, "Come on, let's go!" And they're like, "Aren't you scared?" I said, "Of what?" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I said, "This is what medicine men are for. I'm bringing them business." <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> you know you're gonna. If- if you're gonna, one of your aunts or somebody's gonna say, you shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? That was a question I wanted to find out about. Um, the being being raised up traditional, um, or at least just having traditional people around you who always constantly reminding you, especially being Dene, being Navo. Yeah. Um, we're always told, don't do this, don't do that. You can't whistle at night. You can't do this. You can't do that. When there's a dust storm, you pick up a stick, you yell Chardonnay at it. You do all this. You have to do it like a thousand different things just to be Navo. Yeah. So how does all that play a role in, in your uh, decision-making process when it comes to paranormal activity, to ghostly adventures, to, you know, the things that you're doing with the radio show? Do you ever in the back of your mind think, you know what, I probably shouldn't have done that or, or, <laughs> or you know? That's like the theme of blackest. I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as, as traditional as I still claim to be traditional because I believe in the old ways wholeheartedly. But there's like a whole nother world out there that we don't know about, that we, that we were forbidden to go and explore. And as an adult, as a traditionalist, I believe that there's certain, there's reasons why they told us not to go there. Mm-hmm. And maybe, and just maybe, it was protect ourselves from seeing what's out there. Like, maybe there's something there that we're that we're not supposed to that we that we were once able to see but are not anymore. You know, I don't know what if you get what I'm saying. No, no, I I totally understand. Yeah. And you know what? On our next conversation, we're definitely going to get more in depth and a lot of other stuff. Um, Unfortunately, all good things got to come to an end. But on our next conversation, we're definitely going to talk a little bit more about paranormal activity. Um, I, I want to go out with you on one of your adventures. Uh, just not in any hospitals or abandoned. <laughs> but I'll, I'll do some alien hunting or whatever with you. I'll, go, I'll hang out at Skinwalker Ranch. I'll hang out at Skinwalker Ranch. I saw the movie and it sucked. But um, you guys have been watching the Native Entertainment Show. I'm Tito. I just got done hanging out. I'm hanging out currently with Pete Sands, the founder of Black Kiss. He's uh, nominated for, is it Best Country uh, Album or what is it? I'm nominated in two categories. Two categories. Best Country Folk Album uh-huh. and uh-huh. Best New Artist. Dang. See that? Um, 
just because you're indigenous doesn't mean you can't sing country or death metal. He started out as a death metal singer, this guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now he's also a host, hosting his own show. So all you people out there that always say, I wish somebody would do this or do that or whatever else, he's doing it. And he's a prime example of how you can do your own thing. Grab some equipment, grab some friends, get your ass out there and make shit happen because fucking it's up to you, it's up to me to get stuff done. And if we don't do it, nobody else will. We have to totally, completely control indigenous media or else our story will never truly be told. I'm Tito. This is Native Entertainment, and uh, be sure to keep an eye out for Native Entertainment's uh, upcoming issue, September 15th, featuring Pete Sands from Black Kiss. Until next time, everybody. Peace.